Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 194, also known as the one Josh and I just kind of get out of the way before spoopy season starts next week. <laughs> More yeah. or less, because I'm just like, all right, we can do this, we can do this, we can do... Oh, crap, we gotta wait until October to do those topics. And also, you know, bust out the new graphics and the new intro and everything else. That always makes me happy. Uh, that being said... I'm really looking forward to today's episode, actually. <laughs> uh, so Josh and I were just brainstorming, more like brain farting, but whatever. And we're just like, okay, it's fall. What are some fall-related things? We're now three weeks in football. The Broncos season's already lost because we can't score more than 20 points in the season. We <laughs> almost lost to the Texans. Oh, wait. Or did we lose to the Texans? No, we didn't lose to the Texans. We're 2-1. and one. We almost lost to the frickin' Texans. But which is okay, hold on, that's not that big of a feat because the Texans will, will lose to the Texans any day. That's so. true. But <laughs> we're just like, you know what? We're in the middle of football season. Why not? Let's combine our quasi interest in football. Like we're we're both pretty knowledgeable in football, but we're not diehard football people by any stretch of the imagination. But we're Josh being in the food industry, me being in the sports industry, we're around football a lot. Um, yeah. So we're going to combine football with movies. We are going to have a football fantasy draft with movies, basically. So we're going to look at all the non-superhero, because that's game-breaking, human characters in movies and draft our ideal football team using those specifics. And I'll be honest, this is probably the most random team ever assembled some of mine make sense (laughs) others will not but we're just like you know what we're gonna have fun with this we did put the rules down of no superheroes that's game breaking they have to be humans so as much as someone tried to tell me clifford the big red dog as a safety i'm going no Uh, (laughs) has to be humans and also in proper fantasy football rules once someone's name is out there they're gone from the table. So if Josh says Stevie Wonder as quarterback <laughs> came out worse than I thought. Yeah, if Stevie yeah, Wonder was Josh's if Stevie Wonder's Josh's quarterback, I can't turn around and sign seal deliver him to my own team. So yeah. all that out of the way. Josh, I'm sure you're doing better than my neck of the woods right now. How are you tonight? <laughs> uh you know, uh only a day off in seven days, so I'm I'm hanging in there. We're still still going how hundred hundred hour plus uh, days, but our weeks I don't know. Um, but we're starting to come down from it. Work is finally starting to calm down. Uh, I haven't really done much outside of just work myself to death this past week. So uh, I'll be watching episode five of Rings of Power t- tonight after we get done with this. So you know, normal stuff. So. Um... <laughs> I've been watching some stuff, but first of all, I got a bone to pick. I put my time in. I took some vacation time for this upcoming week months ago because I'm like, okay, last year during football season, I didn't get a lot of time to go to Horror Nights. Whatever. That's fine. I want to make sure now that I've got plenty of vacation time, I'm going to take off this week. That way I can just go to Horror Nights for a couple of nights. Make sure I definitively get to see the stuff that we do. Josh, I don't know if you've seen the forecast recently for my not for my (laughs) neck of the woods do you know what's coming on tuesday and wednesday 
Uh, I, well, a big freaking hurricane, man. Yeah, I was going to be like, and it's well, supposed it's Florida, to stay, so it's most likely a hurricane. It's supposed to stay till Friday. I'm going, are you kidding me? I had this vacation planned months ago. And so far, the theme parks are staying open. We're going, <laughs> really? I want time off to, you know, relax at home, but go out when I want to. Not snow day this of you have to stay home. Like... Come on, man. That's just just my <laughs> luck. First the mummy ride, and now I'm gonna get trapped on my vacation. But we'll see how this goes. Uh, but oh, I, have... I forgot to tell you. Uh oh. Uh, so I know, you, like I've said, that I've been listening to this podcast called Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. Um, it's a not dungeon, sponsored. It, hashtag not, not sponsored. sponsored whatsoever. They do a whole episode, a whole dungeon, using the 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 mummy ride from universal and like one of the characters is like uh is like a disney just like huge disney fan so he's like talking crap about the ride the whole time until brendan frazier pops up and he's like oh but i can't i like i love that guy it's like it's so <laughs> funny it oh my gosh i perfect that just like reminded me of i've been meaning to talk to you about that it was ah oh, good stuff so i've been watching some stuff uh, I watched Kevin Bacon's Hollow Man, and everyone's just oh. going, that movie? What What was that? Because most people apparently have forgotten it, um, except for the YouTube community, because after I watched it, two separate, very separate YouTube channels that I watched covered it within the span of three days, and I'm going, why is everyone talking about Hollow Man now after I've seen it? Basically, it's the 90s slash 2000s version of The Invisible Man, so that's why I watched it. Here's where I'm going to piss some people off. As an Invisible Man movie, <laughs> it's better than the 2021. As a movie, it is not better than the 2021. <laughs> the first half of it is good, and in the second half, they just kind of don't know where they're going with it. Uh, but the cast is stacked. Like, Kevin Bacon's in it. Josh Brolin is in it. Elizabeth Shue from the original Karate Kid is in it. Oh, I love um, that. A lot of the visual effects still really, really hold up that I was very impressed with. Uh, and also very much delves into that, like, if someone's invisible, you'd be very paranoid. Uh, and it's very much like the original Invisible Man in terms of once he starts taking the stuff, the already narcissistic guy gets even more crazy. But there's a lot of leaps in logic of just, like... So they have these goggles, like um, The Haunting, basically, where it's just like, if you've got... The goggles on, you can see him because of heat signatures. As soon as bad stuff starts happening, I'm just going, well, why don't you just all wear the goggles all at once? Like, he can't sneak up on you. We've established that these goggles, you know, don't run on batteries or anything. You don't have to worry about losing power on those. Just, I don't know, circle up, wear the goggles, and you'll be fine. Um, but also, they do, like, clever things to see him, like smoke and throw things on the floor like liquid or blood. And so this dude basically gets covered in blood. And the very next time we see him, he's totally fine. There's no blood on him. And it's been like a minute or two. I'm going, how? Blood is incredibly hard to get off. Trust me. I'm... The body in my uh, trunk yeah, told me so. Why, why do you know? Why do you know that? The body in my trunk told me so. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's um, out. It wasn't bad. Uh, the critics were terrible for this movie. It really wasn't that bad, but the second half, they very much are confused as what to what they're doing with it. It becomes a generic slasher. And here's also, in for a penny, in for a pound, where I piss people off. 
I had heard that Andor was great. And so Uh-oh. I've watched the first two episodes and good God, I tried to stay awake for as much as I could. I'm not digging this show. Maybe it's just me. Maybe like the third episode is where it really starts to pivot. But I had a hard time connecting with um, Diego Luna's character in Rogue One to begin with. And I, I don't know. I'm just not connecting with the story direction that they're going for Andor of just Right now, I don't know what it is because they're taking a very, very slow burn effect, which I don't mind slow burn, but people just kept hyping it up of like, this is the best Star Wars we've gotten in years. This is so radically different. I'm like, it feels, I don't know, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It feels closer to like a Battlestar Galactica of like a different sci-fi world than Star Mm -hmm. Wars. It's not bad, but it's, at least so far for me, it's incredibly different dull like i'm not really invested it could be the character it could be the writing it could also be the writer's comments kind of rubbed me the wrong way like we went out of our way to make sure we didn't have fan service i'm like well tony gilroy you already have an inflated opinion of yourself off of rogue one when you publicly came in on record saying i saved this movie because the script was so bad in the writing process i'm going uh even if you quote-unquote did don't be that guy that pats themselves on the back. Don't don't be that. Just something about Andor's not clicking with me. Is Rings of Power working better for you though? Oh yeah, no, I've I've loved every episode. I don't know what people are complaining about. Like, <laughs> I, I I I maybe I'm easy to please, uh, but mm-hmm. like I'm just I mean that is true. That is what that's historical. Uh, that's just have of, furries that's and canon. just have furries and martial arts. My world ruined you. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, but like seriously, it's I've enjoyed every second of it. Uh, like to the point of like, again, I don't know what other people are are kind of com- I, I understand, but also like just shut up and enjoy. I guess I don't know because like at the end of every episode, I'm like, oh man, no, I wanted more. Like we were, oh come on, I gotta wait another week. Like to the point that I think it. it Unless something absolutely terrible happens in the next few episodes, I will probably go back and rewatch the entire series just so I can experience it all in one go. But yeah, I, I are they love, supposed to be ten it. episodes? I believe so. So we're about halfway there. Okay, and it's 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 working for you. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that might cause some people's opinion of my. Or their stock, in my opinion, to plummet a little bit, but that's I, I don't. Yeah, we probably lost him with me not loving Andor. <laughs> Fair. So, in the words of Senator Palpatine, a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. Uh, as on the day we're recording this, they're just like, "Hey, today is Last of Us Day," and I'm going, "Huh? Okay, well, whatever <laughs> that means." And then, with a few hours after they announced that, they're like, "Here." Here's your first official trailer for the Last of Us series coming to HBO and bro. So like I've been excited for this project because I was like, "Mm, they could make this work. There's enough interesting material in the Last of Us. But I wasn't expecting this much in terms of like. What you you just you just what the what the what? So, as I'm trying to find my words here, it's, I wasn't expecting this much attention mm-hmm. to detail when it comes to the source material. Um, I'm trying to remember, Josh, have you played the first one? I've definitely 
I've played a good bit of it. Um, I want to say at least three or four hours, which is, you know, in the scope of the game, not that much. Uh, so I have like a general ish knowledge of it. Um, I, the attention to detail of what I have played is definitely there. And it's very interesting. Um, seeing what the, what the actual, the clickers look like, cause they, they don't call them zombies, right? They're, they're like straight up. Yeah. They're just, clickers. Yeah. Straight up clickers. Um, straight up clickers. Uh, they're, they're actually kind of terrifying and I'm not, I don't want, I'm not prepared for them to deal with that. That, um, the clicker noise, I was not expecting to be as yes. accurate as it was. I was that it makes, cause in the game, it very much makes you nervous and golly, did it make me nervous in this? So especially with them waiting out in front of that window and, uh, like them just kind of like it, it kind of unfurling. It's very, 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 very cool. Um, <laughs> Pop, our, our boy Joel. Uh, gosh, I I feel so bad. Remind me his the guy Pedro the guy Pascal. Pedro, yes, I wanted to say Pablo, and I was like, no, no, that's not right. Don't do that. Pablo Pedro Pascal is he, my boy. Is just like <laughs> he's he's decided he just wants to play uh, begrudging fathers now. Uh, so that's just what he's going to go from series to series and play begrudging fathers. Uh, next up, uh, Pedro is going to be cast as uh, the um, uh, lead in the God of War movie uh, show or show. You so say that. <laughs> no, knowing your luck, just how much you have bad luck as much as I do. It'll be like The Rock or something. I would uh, actually like I don't boycott stuff, but if it's The Rock, I actually would boycott that show. No, no I'm good. Thank you. So like like. Mm. Yeah, this trailer just I was not expecting it to just, you know, pop up for the day. And I've I've been excited for this, but I've been apprehensive because, you know, Uncharted is a thing which is closer to the game's quality. It's probably the clo closest we've gotten to accurate representation, but then again, that's not really saying much. This is Last of Us, right down to the most minute detail like when uh, they're hiding in the tube, and then the next shot in the trailer is like the the two towers like kind of leaning into each other in the mm -hmm. valley. I'm like, I know that location, and then you hear the clicker noise. I'm going, I just instinctually clenched up. I'm like, oh god, no, uh, bottle, throw that way. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody to throw bottles throughout this. Um, but then you get a close up of Joel's watch, and you're just like, oh, the little details. Uh, he's wearing the exact same shirt from the intro to the game when he's helping his uh, daughter, who I'm sure I, will live a long and fruitful life. <laughs> I will be curious as to how to, they handle the opening of the game. I uh, would love it if the first episode is the beginning, like the whole 45 minutes to an hour of the first episode. It's just him doing day to day with his daughter and then all hell breaks loose and the episode ends with him holding his dead daughter in his arms episode yes. one. Oh yes. gosh yes gosh let's go because like in because part of the, the thing that makes you like really fall for this game is like the first 15 20 minutes you're playing as the daughter and not as joel and so you start to really kind of like enjoy being the daughter and then uh they just kind of i guess spoilers uh rip that away from you in a very aggressive way uh, and I'm just I'm, there's a lot of things that at least the parts of the games that I the game that I have played 
Uh, I'm very curious as to how they're going to handle. Um, I'm very curious as to how close to the source material they're going to go um, as far as story-wise. Um, and it, I'm, I'm curious is if they ignore some of the stuff that happens in the second one. So given that Neil Druckmann, the guy that wrote and directed the, both on Last of Us 1 and 2, given that he's uh, helping out with the show, I don't think he's like showrunner. That's the guy from Chernobyl. I don't think that they would take that away because I think that storyline is too important to him. But here's where I don't think it's necessarily bad. I was always under the impression that Joel was going to die in Last of Us 2 anyway. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. I think where it happens in the games, its placement was poor. And also the order of events in the game is poor. I think had you started the game as Abby... That would have went a long way. And the halfway point in the game is you playing as Abby and killing Joel. Mm -hmm. Then it's okay. I've seen Abby's journey. Now I'm actually morally conflicted as opposed to, you know, being like half the streamers that played the game and just jumping out into traffic and watching Abby die. If we're taking a TV approach to this, we can change the order of things. Like maybe we kill Joel in season four or season five not the beginning of the sequel like we're not gonna kill joel and that, that was the other issue i think a lot of fans had myself included was we just got joel back type of thing after years away in terms of not having a new game and to kill yeah. him off so quickly it felt like there was a game missing between the first one and the second one given how big yeah, of a, yeah yeah given how big of a time gap there was so now that we have the show we can have that time gap. We can have the relationship between Ellie and Joel kind of break down over time, so to speak, and then change up the order in which events happen. Because on paper, I don't hate the events of Last of Us 2. I just think you have to move the pieces around to make it more emotionally compelling. Because I get what Druckmann's going for in terms of if you go, if you seek out revenge, bury two graves, basically. Like, that's a that's an interesting story to tell. It's just the way that they structured it made it an impossible task to get behind Abby. Whereas if you just started with Abby, you start to build this rapport and relationship. Then you meet it up with the other storyline that we already pre-existing know. Then you can kind of get that internal conflict that I'm sure that they're going for. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if the show goes a long way in terms of repairing that and giving more time as opposed to just... Well, we wanted to kill Joel, but we didn't know the structure around it type of thing. Also, we get Ron Swanson in this show. I, I love that. You get uh, Nick Offerman as Bill. I'm like, yeah. It'll be I mean, anytime we have Nick in, it's going to be fun. I, like, he's just he's fantastic. I, I again, I know I've said this. I'm just very curious about the show, and I think getting this trailer out of nowhere was fantastic. It's a good trailer to anyway. I think if you're any kind of fan of the walking dead series and you have no idea what the last of us is, I, I have every, uh, every hope that that won't matter. I, I think this show is going to be built in a way where you will not have had to play the game to understand what's going on in the show, uh, which is kind of relieving because I would love to go back and replay the, you know, play all the way through the first game. Um, 
but I don't have that kind of time. So <laughs> I'm already going to use my, all my PCO this year to, to, to play God of War in <laughs> one sitting. <laughs> so Yeah, I think that's the biggest benefit in this show's favor of even people that don't know the game, if they see this trailer, I think it would capture their attention enough. Of like the HBO brand is strong enough. I'm like, this looks like interesting, compelling television. Mm-hmm. Now I am curious of like, so it got a clicker. And both those clickers are spot on, and I both love and hate it at the same time. I love to hate it type of thing. The sound is right. The aesthetic looks mm-hmm. right. God, if we get that bloater fight in the gym, just the giant nope. Mm, or if you. we do get to the sequel of get the thing that's in the tunnels going nope. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I look forward to the terror of this show because the the game gets incredibly claustrophobic and terrifying. So I can only imagine what it'll look like on a, on HBO. And I just I'm beyond hype for this show now. I was I was already pretty excited, but this trailer, wow. Now let's um talk about something interesting. We always try and talk about something interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I love that it's uh, that it's it's casting news. Um, Ish, kinda. Yeah, the casting well, news is that we're casting. <laughs> yeah, which is, if nothing oh, else, God. this is it makes me happy of all those like quote unquote scoopers that are just like at D twenty three. Well, we we got sucked into that, but all these scoopers like at D twenty three, this cast will be announced or for weeks. This has been the rumored speculation. And we're only just now discovering that all that was not true when it comes to Fantastic Four, as the Fantastic Four movie is only just now beginning its casting process as they, uh, the writers who apparently have been uh, attached to this project for a while now, um, them along with Matt Shackman and Kevin Feige are beginning the search for casting for Fantastic Four. I'm going... Oh, so that's why you didn't announce anybody at D23? <laughs> because you have nobody for yeah. D23. That makes sense. What's your excuse for the rest of your lousy presentation, except for Werewolf by Night, which is getting amazing reviews, which makes me super, super excited. Um, This is weird to me, because, you know, shouldn't we be filming this sometime soon for a, a 2024 release? Granted, I know that it's like, late 2024 so like november i think mm-hmm. but we we should probably have a name or two by now and maybe they do but they they don't have the full lineup but this it's weird to me that they're just like yeah we're beginning the casting phase i'm going we're um no like <laughs> normally for marvel we're, we're well beyond this point by now like we this is weird to me, Josh. Am I just overreacting to this, or do you think no, this is no, weird no, too? Not, not at all. Like, because I think you're in my assumption when they didn't announce anything at uh, D23 was very much like, okay, cool. So we're just you guys aren't ready to announce it. That's fine. We'll hang out. We're hanging out then. But to not on, to not only announce like, oh, they're already planning the sequels, which means they've already written this movie. Uh, which but the writers also, have been attached for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they haven't done the casting at all. That's we that's so weird to me. I uh I just something to me that says that John's not in. 
that absolutely that's a, that is the one thing that tells me is that okay cool so it's not like you have already have your patriarch you already have your your uh mr fantastic and now we're just going to fill in the slots behind him um it's like legit we are casting for all of them and i'm honestly i'm okay with that i'm absolutely okay with with john not coming back i loved him i mean what little we got of him in, in multiverse of madness um i will say one of my first thoughts was like you know that was cool but it just doesn't say read he doesn't strike me but as how much reed of that Richard. was the writing though that is that's fair but like there was something WandaVi about the, not wandavision the, the, i i would the make voice. the case that uh in the multiverse madness was not particularly well written so like anybody in that illuminati lineup i'm just like i don't know if i can hold that against you just because you all felt very shoehorned in there um if we don't get krasinski back i'm totally okay with that it was cool that we got him at least once mm -hmm. um it frees him up to do other stuff but yeah, as you brought up, the writers are already pitching and working on more sequels and where more appearances for the Fantastic Four, which I think is great because going forward with no Captain America, no Iron Man, I think they're going to need to rely on the Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. Um, I'm just hoping that Marvel and Sony can get together on the table somewhere and have Spider-Man show up in that first Fantastic Four movie. I think it would be incredibly smart because... They've got a long storied history together, if not the first one, uh, because they'll be too busy fighting Mole Man. Uh, if he shows up in one of the sequels, totally fine with that. If we get future Foundation suit Spider-Man. Oh, boy. I, I'm i a sucker for the traditional red and blue Spider-Man always. But that white Spider-Man suit looks pretty cool. Then again, <laughs> you know, there's some Fantastic Four members that kind of have to be not alive anymore for a future foundation to yeah. make <laughs> sense but there. uh um, yeah because like cause the alternative is for us to get bag baghead i would love baghead spider-man <laughs> so, so much. much that's the next suit we got yellow daredevil i'm coming for you baghead spider-man suit we're gonna you get almost, it one day you almost finished the quote dog that's what not quote? good what we're coming for you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no, no, why? Why'd your mind go there, man? I don't know. Well, see, I'm coming for you. Anyway, um, we coming for dog. you. <laughs> no, nope, that's not where we're going. Oh man, so, uh, but still, like, I'd be, I'm really excited because I would love to see an actual like Johnny Storm being around the same age, if not a little older than Spider-Man, and them actually getting to have a friendship. That'd be awesome, especially now that Spider-Man has no friends or family. Yeah. Um, we need we need to give him some kind of uh, somebody to to banter off of, somebody to come come and call family. And I think get having the the Richards and everybody meet together is a good way to do that. So they already said they're talking about sequels and whatever else. I'm wondering if they're specifically talking about Fantastic Four sequels or characters associated with the Fantastic Four. Um, again, we're not going to go into full detail, but um, that one strong rumor with Black Panther Wakanda Forever that refuses to go away about a certain individual. Also, um, Tenok, <laughs> Tenok, I believe is the actor's name, playing Namor. I, yeah. He'll tell us. Do you, do you see what I was talking telling you about today i that, haven't looked up but i've i've, I've had a couple of people so ask me what's the up guy playing it. namor you know probably opened up his mouth more than he probably should have today which i was just like well that's encouraging because 
in the comics you were the first of that, and so you're gonna be the first in this in this. Assume what you will, people. Um, but <laughs> the the thing that's rumored to be in and the thing, um, the the post credit scene that's being rumored for Black Panther again. I don't know if it's true or not, but that would connect back to Fantastic Four in a big way, and also future events down the road. Uh, but we've got like a mole man spinoff movie at some Stop. point. Let it die. I refuse. <laughs> we will get mole man and it'll be played by Patton Oswald. Oh, oh wait, no, we can't do that. that. He's playing Pip the troll. Yeah. Uh, but like, Eternals. He but no be... one saw Eternals, So whatever. <laughs> but also like, he doesn't look like him. Like it's, he just voices Pip. You know what I mean? So like Danny he, DeVito he... is mole man. Oh, oh, even, you know what? Yes, let's do it. But then <laughs> like, why not? The big, you know, galaxy consuming elephant in the room how soon before we get fart cloud himself galactus except you know done right this time uh because yeah like you mean like not as a cloud and as an actual like celestial being now that we have <laughs> celestial beings and yes, yes that was different josh in eternals that was not galactus Okay, you know what? Uh, you can fight me. You you can't tell me like it. Makes I will sense. fight you. I will lose, but I will fight. <laughs> I love it. No, it like, will not I'm, be I'm, fair. I'm just excited that I I like that they're thinking several movies out for Fantastic Four. I think it makes sense. I I appreciate. Uh, th there's something that uh in um cinema wins his uh lord of the rings videos is he a point he makes is you can tell that they wrote all three of these films at once they are cohesive they work all together and i i just want a good uh trilogy of marvel movies that all just actually link together really well so james bond we know that they're gonna start thinking about a new one now that we've got past the mourning phase of Daniel Craig's era as it seems like the Broccoli family which again I love the fact that it's owned by the Broccoli family are officially moving on and they've said that they are starting to look at actors for the upcoming James Bond franchise they said in their words that they say that they're in the early stages but I'm going if you're only if you're now coming out publicly saying that you're in the early stages probably means you've been doing this a lot longer but you're only publicly stating like whatever you you hear reported in the media is probably been going on a lot longer but they're only just now coming out with it so they say they're finally now beginning the search for the next james bond with the big caveat that whoever the next bond is they're expecting a 10 to 12 year commitment from that actor i'm going honestly that makes sense to me because Daniel yeah. Craig was Bond for 15 years. Um, no five, way. 2006 was Casino Royale. Holy cow. Granted, that was, That's crazy that to was think about. Five movies. So every three years, that logically that's, makes sense. Yeah, that, that's crazy, though. But to me, given the story direction that we took for Daniel Craig's Bond and given that they're asking a 10 to 12 year commitment I think that eliminates quite a few candidates as I think it mm -hmm. means that they're thinking younger. So mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Idris Elba, but that probably means you're not in the running as much as I would have loved that. It also to me kind of seems like Henry Cavill might be out of the running. Yeah, I agree um, with that. Because one, 
10 to 12 years, a full-time major franchise commitment for him when he's going to be busy with some other franchise because I refuse to let that go. He'll be a star player for someone else, even if DC is circling the drain right now, as much as it's difficult to admit, it all comes down to Black Adam. <laughs> Good luck, The Rock. You're going to need it. Uh, I just... I don't see him wanting to long-term attach himself to any franchise. He's a hot commodity right now and being so tied down to one specific thing. But who knows? Maybe he really wants to be James Bond. And maybe that's why he hasn't called back about Superman. Because he wants to do some other iconic franchise player. So, do you think we're going younger? And if so, now that we actually have an official, like, we're on the hunt for somebody. What do you think the Broccoli family is looking at, Josh? Um... You know, it's been 15 years since we've been we've had to look for a new bond. Um, so I, 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 I'm I'm not 100 percent sure where Daniel's uh, Craig, you know, Daniel Craig's career was before the Bond films. Um, I wasn't exactly into the into movies all that much back then. Uh, but to me, in my my thought process, I don't remember seeing him in a whole lot going into the Bond movies. Tomb Raider. So no way. Yeah, he was in like the second Tomb Raider. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, regardless, um, I, I just don't remember him being in a lot. So I wouldn't, what I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if they do somebody who is up and coming, who is, you know, not as well known to the, you know, the, the wider mainstream audience. Who knows? Maybe they'll go with a female. Who knows? I don't, you know, no, they will not go with a female. Uh, Barbara Broccoli herself <laughs> has come out and been like, yeah, we're not doing that. We might do more female centric stories within the bond universe, but bond himself will never be a woman. I'm going cool. Can we at least tone down the womanizing at least for this new person? <laughs> just, just a smidge. Or if he does, you know, hook up with a woman, just let it be Maybe. a woman that he's willingly hooking up with. <laughs> Don't know what a novel concept. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I the broccoli family seemed really steamed over those rumors. <laughs> Leave those to me. Okay, so you know, I just googled British actors early thirties because that's gonna give me weird results later. Daniel <laughs> Radcliffe. Um. Uh, I Josh and I would love it, but I don't think for his own I, mental well-being, I don't dog. think Daniel Radcliffe wants to be attached to another big franchise. Okay, but like, consider this: a here five foot seven James yeah, Bond, James Bond <laughs> like, but like Daniel's awesome. So like, I he he's he's jacked, he's handsome, but like, I'm just he's imagining. Wolverine him like being the main guy of a franchise that is conceptually the complete opposite of the, of the, the, the series that he grew up being, you know, being a part of. So I just like, it'd be so cool. I, I I'm down. Okay. Looking at some other names that I think could be interesting. Uh, my doppelganger and constant runner up for a lot of big roles. Nicholas Holt, I think could be interesting. Okay. Uh, I've heard the name Richard Madden flown around quite a bit. Is that John Madden's kid? Yes. Uh, also, it's got to be a British guy. Uh, Richard Madden was most recently Icarus in the Eternals. Oh, dude. Yeah, I can see that. He's got the jaw for it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that uh, for the Tom jaw alone. Henry Cavill. You know, that's a pretty obvious one. Jamie Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey. His name has popped up quite a few times. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. He's a great actor. It's just, you know, 
unfortunately, him and Dakota Johnson both will forever be associated with that one terrible trilogy. Josh's pick, I'm sure, Taron Edgerton. Or, That's my boy, man. Or, you can't blame me. Or, Josh, would you see too much Kingsman in him for him to be Bond? You know what? Yeah, I think Bond would, would probably be a little bit too restrictive for his style of acting. You know oh, I mean? dang it. He's too old. Who? James McAvoy back in the day. Uh, that could he's be probably, fun. In terms of starting a new Bond franchise, he's probably just a hair too old. But James McAvoy, slept on actor. He's great. Although... He might be showing up later today. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Oh, man. But yeah, like there's just uh, there. I think there's a lot of people that they could go with. The dude I think from Bridgerton. Uh, um, Ray J. Also true. Yeah. I know his name gets thrown around a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like he's the, uh, for some I, reason, I there's the... betting odds on who's the next who the next bond is. Like, no why, way. There is actually betting odds. And I'm going, why would you bet on that? And supposedly him cavill and i think tom hiddleston are like the front runners yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if we don't get any official casting until like next year at the earliest probably oh, and yeah. then they'll probably start filming sometime maybe tw- i bet you they don't start filming till like early 2024 but who knows maybe they've got some other stuff in the works um it's just a matter of like how much longer do we want this like between bond movies thing to go because like i don't know i think no time to die was a a good enough note to send daniel craig out on it wasn't his best movie but at the same time you got to keep the franchise alive and i think a younger one is a younger bond is the way to go obviously for the route but like you don't need the immediacy reboot factor like you did with craig or other bonds of like the last one was so bad we need to reboot it right now like i don't i don't think that's the case here so yeah, I no, I, I I agree though because I I think the reboot the the trick I think that they're gonna have to deal with here, unfortunately, is that they've kind of they've not confirmed anything I guess, but they they have made it some allusions to, uh, you know how old Bond actually is. So if is this James Bond that we're bringing in the same Bond from you know quantum of solace and you know yeah, the, how much uh, of this singer. is a reboot because yeah, you know so, no time to die ended pretty definitively yeah exactly so it's like okay so are we they they're going to because of a lot of the stuff they've said and kind of made allusions to in the craig era they're gonna have to make some actual decisions and lore choices in order to to move forward and it not be confusing lastly for our news today we've got um one that I feel like has been gestating in the pipe forever. That being said, don't know if it's necessarily the best move. And that is that we're getting a new Cloverfield movie. Not only a new Cloverfield movie, but an actual like direct sequel to the original one that, if I remember right, was directed by J.J. Abrams. Was it J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. or Matt Reeves that did the original Cloverfield? It's one of I think those, it's J.J. One of those big names. So... Here's the thing, at least for me personally, there are three movies in the Cloverfield franchise right now. I like one of them. There's, There's three Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, wow. I completely forgot <laughs> about Paradox. I was like, yeah, man, they're last in my head. I was like, I mean, I, I'm excited. The last entry was pretty good with 12 Clo- Cloverfield Lane. 10. Uh, 
Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, it's 12. Um, <laughs> That's the sequel. John Goodman's Neighbor. <laughs> and it's Billy Crystal. Oh, my God. So, so because here's, here's the question, though, right? It's like, yes, I agree. Like, Cloverfield was fine. It is not that great. But as far, as far as found footage goes, it's at least tries to do something interesting as outside of the paranormal activity thing. Um, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Fantastic. Incredible drama. Incredible thriller. The story's incredible. The even the to the ending where you kind of reveals that yes, this is, you know, in the in the aftermath of the Cloverfield attack. Uh and that the aliens are real and all that stuff. It, it, that reveal is still so cool and almost demoralizing because it's like, okay, well then this guy that was still kind of really screwed up at the end of the day, he was, he was right. And just trying to do the best thing for these cup, the, these people he came across. But with that being said, I have not seen paradox. So I don't know what other stuff they've done. And I guess to me, like if it's going to be a direct sequel to Cloverfield, how, how is it not more of a sequel to Cloverfield than like than 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane? You know what I mean? Like a, that's that's the happening between there. Like what's what are we talking about here? A sequel to Cloverfield. It's just Cloverfield v Godzilla. It's a Godzilla tie-in movie. And it's all the giant monster fighting Godzilla. Because let's be honest, the thing from Cloverfield kind of looks like a Muto a little bit from 2014's yeah, well Godzilla. Um I think, at least for me, the make-or-break factor for this will be, is this a found footage movie? Because if it is, no thanks. And if yeah. it isn't, still no thanks, but I'm a little more on board with it. Like, yeah. I'm already still selective about my found footage movies in general, but when Cloverfield came out, we were still kind of in this like weird resurgence of it with the Paranormal Activity movies, with Quarantine, with Cloverfield... Uh, I think Wreck had come out around the same time. Um, you don't see as many found footage movies, like mainstream found footage movies, as you did at that time period. Also, just the brand of Cloverfield. I just don't know if it's as strong as they think it is. They're like, oh, yeah. That's a thing that exists. Like, it's like the Purge movies. Just because people are familiar with the name of your franchise doesn't mean people go out and flock to see it. Except, you know, people at least see the Purge movies. Not a ton, but. Those are shot for small budgets. Yeah. I don't know if Cloverfield is a franchise that needs to continue or if this is just like, oh, yeah, we did it once. Let's keep this going. Unless we're somehow crossing over Cloverfield and Chronicle and it's the found footage monster verse. Dog. If if they have okay, so here we go. Now you've got me hooked. If all of a sudden the guys from Chronicle show up to defend New York from from this the aliens, I am so on board. What have Golly, I done, dude? That's not a. If they're connected, and the thing in the cave was actually the first attempt from the Cloverfield aliens to to like get into Earth. Oh my gosh, dude! There's so much you could do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've sorry, got that. Let's, sorry, let's go with that. That's one of those I tried to make a joke and riff off to the side, but it might have actually cracked something. We did the same thing with the happening. We figured out that that movie's secretly brilliant, but dang it! Now I'm gonna be mad because we're not gonna have Cloverfield Chronicle crossover. Clover Kroll. Clover Chronicle. Cro That's it. Yes. Cloverfield Chronicles. 
<laughs> Got him. Let's go, baby. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Let's go. I, I mean, it's not the worst idea out there. We've heard of much stupider, probably most of them from us. <laughs> As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by T Public, your one stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it is t shirts, hats, uh, magnets, stickers, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other designs that we've got. Go check it out, support the show. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. By my estimations, we'll probably get there sometime in October slash November-ish. So I'm just going to put this out there now, Josh. Even if we get 700 subscribers, like, middle of October, I'm still probably going to have us do Darth Jar Jar in November just to push it there just so we can still get all of our October yeah. stuff out of the way and also so we can do the most amount of research possible for this Darth Jar Jar thing so help us get to Darth Jar Jar before the end of the year but all those commercials out of the way dur, 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 dur. now Fox is going to come after us for that um, <laughs> fantasy football time fantasy movie football so at least for me I did not really, minus like one or two people, I did not include people from football movies. I included some people that may have some football experience in their movie, but aren't necessarily known as football people. You'll see what I mean when we get there. Uh, but in proper draft fashion, once someone's name is on the board, they're on the board and no one else can use them. So again... Stevie Wonder is Josh's quarterback. I can't, I can't have Stevie Wonder as my quarterback. <laughs> I so I'm gonna be straight, straight with you here. Um, nobody on here <laughs> is. I've, I've, I've done. I've what I've done is I've got specific char characters from specific movies because uh, to me there's no way that I, we were gonna get into this situation and I was not going to make it. It was not gonna do it to make jokes and only jokes. So, <laughs> so, so okay. Let's go. Let's get this going, baby. I'm so excited. So yeah, how do we want to start this? I've got offense, defense, and special teams. Like yeah, how how do we want to approach this? So let's let's get special teams out of the way since you know like they okay. are kind of like. Yes, guys, we understand. Special teams is indeed important. Yes, Pat McAfee, we hear you. <laughs> exactly. So, but it's also like, like okay, cool, I guess. Sure, versions of all this. With the first pick, with the first pick in the 2022 movie draft, <laughs> I select as my kick returner one Forrest Gump Heisman Trophy I winner. Forrest Gump. I knew it. I told you. It's... This is one. This and one other person are technicalities because they're not really football players, but he played a little bit of football at Bama. If I remember yeah. correctly, he won the Heisman. He had to pee. So <laughs> what else do you need? He's proven on the football field that he can go. Absolutely. He's probably okay. not smart enough to memorize the playbooks, but that's why he's a kick returner. So <laughs> I feel that. All right. All right. <laughs> pick two in the 2020 we're not doing this whole thing there's no way i can't i'm, I'm, not, I'm not good we with don't have the roger goodell's booze chimed in here yeah exactly uh my kick returner is a man who is known 
for transporting things. He from taking one thing from one place to another. Mr. Me. Frank Martin, played by Jason God. Statham. The transporter himself. He's not on my list, but I'm. Just, why am I not surprised that Josh has freaking Jason Statham somewhere? Uh, I just like the idea of having a guy named the transporter be the guy that takes the football from one end of the field to the other is so funny to me. <laughs> There's no. Our approaches are going to be so radically different for this. Josh, oh, absolutely. Josh, I'm sure, just hunted for this. Also, again, caveat, these all have to be human characters and not superhero characters at all. Human, everyday, ordinary humans for the most part. And Jason Statham. Um, Josh is <laughs> yeah, looking at uh, this yeah. from comedic purposes. I'm looking yes. at this of money-balling this, of getting the right pieces <laughs> and trying to win this game that will never happen, which is why... My kicker slash punter, because I'm just going to have him do double duty. Errol Flynn's Robin Hood. Under the assumption that he can kick with his leg as well and as accurately as he can shoot a bow and arrow. I'm assuming that his archery skills, his skills of accuracy, translate to other, like, Hawkeye. In terms of Hawkeye can be accurate yeah. with other things. Like when he's just like, yeah. hey, how's retirement? I played around a golf, played 18, shot 18. Then I went back home. I'm assuming that's how Errol Flynn's legs work. They just go in a specific direction, and that's where the ball goes. Doesn't mean he's got a powerful leg, but I'll take an accurate leg over a good leg any day. I feel that. All right, all right. Uh, my kicker is a man who Nathan hates. Oh, gosh. He can kick the highlights straight out of your hair. Scott Pilgrim for my kicker. For your kicker? <laughs> Why he kicks a lot her? Because he's got a great leg. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> he only great has leg. a good leg. He's got a good leg. Don't have two. He's just got a good leg. A good leg, exactly. He won't be the only person who's got only good thing of one specific particular body part. Um, that <laughs> came out weird. <laughs> That's that reminds me of uh, the longest yard with the hammer. <laughs> oh man. Okay, yeah, yeah, but no, Scott Pilgrim. I just feel like you know the guy can fight. So and kickers are known for you know just get, like you. Yes, you kick the ball, but if they return it and it comes to you, you got to be able to knock the guy out. And we all know that Michael Sarah is known for knocking people out. <laughs> oh man, maybe I should have made him Ezra Miller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow. Woo, let's go. This is going so much worse than we thought. Do you have any other special teams, guys? Or Nah, those are the ones that only ones that matters to me. Okay. I've got some fun options for defense. So, yeah, let's go. Um I'll bring up my first defensive lineman to the table that I cannot take credit for this. One of my coworkers brought this to my attention, but technically, yes, they're still human. Bill Goldberg in Santa's sleigh. That's cheat. That boo. That is not boo. cheating. That is a Someone human. Boo this man. <laughs> that is not cheating. He plays a football player in Longest Yard. Yeah, it's a different Bill Goldberg role though. <laughs> Santa's sleigh. He's so much more powerful than that. Also, he randomly sings "Ludicrous" to an old woman as he says, "Move, <laughs> get out the way." And I'm going, "What is this movie?" So yes, we're going to have Bill Goldberg. As an evil, demented Satan slash Santa on our defensive line coming straight for your quarterback. That's the first of my defensive guys. My nice. other defensive lineman 
Jason Voorhees. Now, oh, boo. <laughs> pick whatever incarnation you want, so long as it's not like, you know, weird, misshapen head kid Jason. Although, although. No, that's horrifying. No, no he would be the football. <laughs> He's the football in this game. You're just tossing the Jason. <laughs> that's uh, uh people are getting a real picture of our sense of humor here uh, uh, all right my defensive lineman i've got my first one good old kingpin played by michael clark duncan wait that's a comic book character but he's not a superhero that that is so cheating and you know it i specifically gave you parameters Jason Voorhees is technically supernatural, so that's that's cheating too. Not until part six, he's not. <laughs> Pick another Michael Clark Duncan movie. Go with the Green Mile. Okay, I don't fine. care. Green, Green Mile, fine. Michael Clark Duncan from Green Mile. Sure. There you go. That's better. <laughs> oh man, that might actually work better, and I don't like how much better that works. The field is green. <laughs> oh man. Um. <laughs> My uh, defensive back. Well, geez, now I'm questioning if my, like any of my defensive line ca- counts at all. Because for my defensive back, I have Carl Urban from Judge Dredd, <laughs> where he's like that definitely did not count. And, uh, he's not a superhero, but yeah, uh, fine. You know what? Let's go, Carl Urban from Lord of the Rings. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the cats. Just a big scary Just color, a Carl, Carl Urban, Urban somewhere on your defensive line. <laughs> Yeah, I just want that. I, I just in want the backfield. You wanted Carl Urban, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've got it. I've got a, uh, my safety because we talked about doing safeties, and I got permission only because I, the only reason I want him here is for the joke. I have Drax as my safety because nothing will go over his head. He will catch it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I gotta be honest, Josh, when you told me I'm gonna have Batista somewhere on my list with Drax just for a joke purpose, I was expecting better from the joke department. Wow! That's kind of low-hanging fruit. That's just, it is. It's just a little too easy there. Okay, so I've got my defensive back slash linebackers, my cornerbacks, and my safeties. For safeties, we're gonna go with the water boys, Bobby Boucher. Get out of here. <laughs> because when pissed off, he's unstoppable. And also, his fellow safety in the backfield, I don't know why, but just like, you know what? I could see this guy playing some football back in his day. Apollo Creed. I don't know why, but I'm just like, he could also be in the backfield yeah, that works. football field somewhere. Because I need my cornerback to be Rambo. A guy that's just going to wait and pick you off. <laughs> oh man it would work almost as well if he was your nose guard too could be like oh, he's there to draw to draw first blood because <laughs> with your cornerback you need somebody that can be fast and half the rambo movies are just him running so i can see well, him and- being a defensive threat he can blow somebody maybe not blow somebody up that's a wrong word for this situation <laughs> i mean actually that fits for rambo but don't blow yeah, people yeah. up in a football field that's bane's job uh rambo just screams cornerback to me it just makes a lot of sense uh now for my defensive back slash my lineman dwayne the rock johnson as luke hobbs from fast and furious yeah oh that's 
yeah, yeah. You have him somewhere, don't you? No, I don't. But Please like, don't tell like, me you were going to just rip like, off the game plan and make him your quarterback. <laughs> well, no, so here's the thing. Like, I'm definitely doing this for the jokes. That's so, like, abundantly clear now because your team, your team would, like, absolutely crush my team. My team is the Monstars compared to <laughs> yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Looney Tunes in this situation. But hey, the Looney Tunes. The longer we go, I think the more and more I think uh, I don't think we're gonna have a problem with getting each other's picks. (laughs) Clearly, as my other defensive backs slash linemen. Victor Drago from Creed 2. Yeah, we're definitely not gonna have to have a problem. I just want to see him just lay somebody out on a football field. Like they just catch a route in the middle of the field. Bang! Just death. Uh, and then lastly, this person will demolish anybody on Josh's offensive line, and they are not a comic book character. Yeah. James McAvoy <laughs> in Split, the Beast. That's your quarterback. That's your, that's your yeah. nose. That's your nose guard. Who's, just imagine, just, just like this this little bull, this little man who's got all this speed and strength who just goes around the edges and just knocks the crap out of everybody. And then he would be the oh. one player that just takes everything way too seriously. Like we're playing yeah. flag football, and he'll be the one that just bum rushes and just hard tackles. <laughs> That's uh do you, do you know who Brian Cushing is? Yes. The, the guy who headbutts other people with no helmet on. Like that's 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 James McAvoy. It's better than Miles <laughs> Garrett, you know, just attacking people with a helmet. <laughs> so now right, I'm very let's curious get about into Josh's, our offensive line. I'm curious about Josh's offensive scheme here. <laughs> uh my my offensive scheme is a joke. <laughs> Quite literally. All right, dog. Let's start off with our uh, uh, my offensive line. I don't really have a full line, but I want it led I got one by guy. I got I got one, one guy. guy, and that man is Lee Abbott, played by John Krasinski in The Quiet Place, because he will literally die for his quarterback. <laughs> That's the best you could do. <laughs> He's starting to sound like my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I don't think my parents listen to this podcast, man. <laughs> you watch this will be the one that they do, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Well, at least he knows. At least he knows." <laughs> yeah, because oh, your offensive line is an embarrassment when you clearly have the great peanut master himself, Fezziwig, played by Andre the Giant from Princess Bride on the table. <laughs> Offensive lineman is what Andre the Giant was born to do. Is he mobile? Not particularly. Get around him? Not particularly easy. Uh, Maybe throw in what's his face? Uh, Big Show's character from Long... Was it Longest Yard or Happy Gilmore? The the scary guy from Happy Gilmore. He's my other offensive lineman. The guy that the ball lands on his foot. Bill Barker is my is on is on my offensive line. No, Bob Barker is your he just socks you in the face. No, Bob Barker is your head coach. <laughs> the yeah, price right, is no. wrong. The yardage is wrong. <laughs> I challenge that price. Okay. Oh, man. Next up is the first name that I oh. thought of, like at all, and then the more I thought about it, I'm like. <laughs> It's a funny joke that I didn't even think of at the time. My tight end. 
So, what you're saying is we got a game plan. A plan for the game. A game plan. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together now. Oh, Crunk. no! Oh, no! Crunk from the Emperor's New Groove is my tight end. And then when I thought of him for more than two minutes, I'm going, his name rhymes with Gronk, who was the tight end. But that was, I swear, totally unintentional. But that just adds to it. Because, okay. Let's systematically break down why Kronk would be one of the greatest tight ends in the history of football. He already has the... <laughs> something I never thought I would hear ever hear uttered. <laughs> ever. But it makes sense. Yes, he's already got the build. He's, he's very top-heavy. He's got very small legs, but he's built like a, just a brick house. He will level people out. He is not the sharpest knife in the drawer, just like Gronk in real life. But he's smart when it matters most. Look at him being a chef. Josh can appreciate this. Kronk was a brilliant chef and remembered the most minute details in an order. If need be, I'm sure he could memorize a playbook. And as we saw with Yzma, he's the most loyal player in the world. If he needs to block for one of his fellow wide receivers, he's going to just destroy whatever defensive back is coming his direction. Kronk has the potential to be one of the greatest unsigned animated characters to football ever. It's an untapped market there. You're 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 forgetting one of the other key details there. Uh, he is. He can talk complete, to the mascot. <laughs> if he's capable of carrying Isma all across the country with no breaks, there's no way he doesn't take the team on his back and carry it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the oh, Patriots man. against Gronk. <laughs> Gosh, that's so good. The Gronk and Gronk connection. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, who's your tight end? Uh, Ryan Gosling from Driver. <laughs> he can take a hit. I'm going to side with your parents business. here real quick. <laughs> he can take a hit like like better than most people. He can hit back just as well. He's 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 quick, he's fast, he's smart. Everything you need in a tie that in my limited knowledge. Also, uh, I just like real. Uh, I was thinking about this actually while we were before you we thought were about the, something with this. I know, right? Um, technically speaking, <laughs> I could have Ryan Gosling at every every position <laughs> just from separate movies, uh, including. Uh, I think the 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 um, runner up here is uh, having Ryan Gosling from Nice Guys be sing the national anthem. <laughs> Because when, I just pictured, I just pictured when he gets his arm snapped and he screams like a little girl. I was like, "Yeah, hey, there's, there's our national anthem singer right there." You don't think about him in La La Land where he sings? That's no, not no, where no, your no, mind no. goes. Yeah, no, I mean, he's like his arm snapping in the nice guys. Uh, that see that 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 connection would have re- required me to see La La Land. So it's not bad. Um, uh, ending kind of loses it a little bit. A little bit. But uh, yeah, I got Ryan Gossing from Driver in as my tight end. Who's your running back? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Not the only female on my on my team. Uh, Claire Daring, played by Bryce Dallas Howard from Jurassic World. Because if she can outrun a T-Rex in heels, she can outrun everybody else on the field. 
Where did we go wrong? You let me come. You literally let me come up with this thing. Like I don't know what you. You're like, see, I can't. Hey. I can't tell if I put too much restrictions on Josh or not enough or not restrictions enough. on Josh here. Here's the running back you should have picked. And it does. Uh-huh. This counts because he's not in a football movie. He's in a baseball movie. That's different. From Major League, Willie Mays Hayes, the guy that stole over 100 bases in a single season. He would be like Kansas State's um, Deuce Vaughn. He would just be so fast, just cut right up the line. No one's going to catch Willie Mays Hayes. And also, I'm sure he's got some great blockers like Andre the Giant. As we've already established, Kronk would have his back. I'm sure he could just, like, you know, put little Willie Mays Hayes on his back and just run backpack style like Emperor's New Groove. I, if Willie Mays Hayes in pajamas is able to outrun everyone else on his team, I'm sure he can outrun anybody on the football field when, with proper equipment. I'm just picturing. I'm just thinking of that Hulu commercial where uh, it's the football, like the live sports one, but it's all like the the housewives are on the field, like just. Oh, you mean with Lindsay grown- from Halloween? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, Claire running down the field, like, stiff, uh, stiff arming, like Carl Urban. <laughs> I just, that's so great. You can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about that now. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you got for wide receivers? I'm assuming you have multiple wide receivers. I have two. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I got two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I don't know if it says more about the kind of week I have, I, I've had, or 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 what, because all this stuff is just like. Oh God! It, Do you say John Favreau from Chef? Uh, no, I picked somebody who has serious qualifications, serious qualifications with catching people, catching you know, typing in a bunch of of, of numbers, very very like procedural, making sure. What does typing in, numbers have to do with? Just, just 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 he's very 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 mathematical very very good at being certain places when he needs to be and that's why my number one star receiver is scotty from star trek played by simon Pegg. okay walk me through this one. i do not get this at okay, all okay, okay, okay. i got you i got you, I got you. so you know, in Star Trek, when they're falling and he and he he types in and he beams them up, he beams a moving a group of moving people, which has never been done. So like much like he can catch people with the tractor beam He's sitting still his, for that, though. There's no his, athletic ability. <laughs> his hands are like tractor beams and catching footballs. I gotcha. See, I, we, we, we circled all the way around. Does your back hurt from that stretch you just did? I don't have a backbone. Yes, Josh is spineless. <laughs> I am for a lot. Cause a lot of these jokes are absolute garbage. But they're making me laugh, and that's all I care about at this particular moment. <laughs> Please tell me your other wide receiver is better. <laughs> I mean, she absolutely is. She definitely has the qualifications. She'd probably be the scariest person on the field. Uh, just, you know, a character played by Mila jo- Jovich, uh, Alice from the Resident Evil movies. So nice to know you have at least one player on your team that fills that spot of 
check the back of the jersey and go, where did we get you from? <laughs> oh, yeah, that trade from that other team that no one remembers where you played before. I don't think anybody on your fan base would know who that is. Just going, it's uh, everybody her name knows was who Alice. Mila is. There's no way nobody knows who, who Mila is. She's fantastic. I just like, come on. That's so great. I, I what's just, your what, rationale for this? I just, I, I just see her be like, I, I had a whole like joke lined up and I completely forgot it. So it's fine. And I just like having her, I needed a, like a, a scary wide receiver and something about her. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. Okay. So she's really good at like jumping and shooting and stuff like that and jumping and catching zombies off guard. <laughs> so she'd be great at jumping and catching footballs. <laughs> oh, I don't oh. know why you're trying to do a high five. On your <laughs> For our audio listeners, a high five is written down. <laughs> and Josh oh, is man. dipping into his bag of homeschool jokes with that. Okay, get out of here. <laughs> that's a, that's a below the belt. And dog. I thought my re- wide receivers weren't particularly strong. Um, my hey, first... man, don't talk about Alice that way. <laughs> Both of my receivers would be much better than Alice in the game of football. First of all, we've got just your average everyday guy that could be somewhat decent i'm sure at catching a football even though he's catched caught other things instead and he's very average he's an average joe peter lafleur from from dodgeball i hate you so much (laughs) because he's mildly athletic and can catch a ball once or twice and if you can catch a ball and catch a football. Catch a... That's what they say in the movie. That's the exact yeah, yeah, quote. Yeah. That's, the, that's the direct quote, yeah. If you can dodge a wrench and you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a lineman. That's what they say in the movie. That's the quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter LaFleur is, like, athletic enough that, honestly, I thought he was going to be one of the weaker receivers, but looking at Josh's lineup, he's like a pro bowler compared to Josh's wide receivers here. <laughs> okay, but... But I think having both of our teams go head to head would still be hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like when they randomly will do like professional baseball teams against college baseball teams. And they're like, it's going to be a competitive game. Will it? Uh, My other wide receiver, the one I'm much more confident in, Channing Tatum in 22 Jump Street. Okay, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fair. He doesn't technically play football in that movie. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a strong football candidate. He's a- Good lord. I'm dying. These jokes are killing me. You're just dying on the mic. Yep. Now I'm very curious about who your quarterback is. I'm sure if I had a thousand years, I still couldn't guess. I. You know what? I want you to guess. Because I don't think you'll get him. But I, I think you'll laugh. I think this one will genuinely give you a laugh. Why do I think your my my brain automatically goes? Josh is gonna pick something stupid like Ace Ventura for his quarterback. No, no, sir. I'm going with Reggie from Lady in the Water, the guy that only works out one arm. <laughs> There's no way that that arm is not an absolute cannon. <laughs> so, so. 
That might be the first logical thing in terms of like actually presenting an argument for a strong athletic player that Josh has presented in this entire episode. That actually makes sense. Assuming he's right-handed. Can you imagine he is, I if you just work out with your right arm and you're still left-handed? He, he, that, honestly, that'd be hilarious. That'd be even funny. That's his stiff arm. He's like getting ready to throw, and he just like knocks people out of the way with that massive. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But Josh, you know who would be a good quarterback? You should draft instead. Who? The Butler from Scary Movie Two. <laughs> no, that's a wide you receiver. <laughs> you, you want me to catch it with my strong hands? <laughs> Oh man, you know if we're keeping on that joke. Uh, the uh, was it David Cross from that movie? <laughs> <laughs> no wheelchair. Oh man. Okay. Uh, who's your quarterback? <laughs> okay. right, we, we're still doing a thing. <laughs> like everything else, I overanalyzed to death. I was just like, do I want someone that's both athletic? I don't know if they would be able to throw. I don't know if they would have the brain to be a quarterback, which is essentially what I boiled it down to. Most of the time, in order to be a quarterback, you have to be smart. You have to be a field general. You have to see the field. And there's no one better at seeing the bigger picture and analyzing what's in front of them than Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes. Just imagine that slow-mo vision in that bar fight, except as soon as he snaps the ball, I'm just going, seeing the play devolve, going, okay, Peter LaFleur is a foot behind on the defeat. On the defensive back, he's not gonna miss his route, and he's not gonna make his route in time. Oh, but look over there! It's MVP All Star Gronk. He's Gronk. He's gonna Kronk. make the catch. Kronk. It's too close. You made that. You've already made the switch. It's Gr- He's gonna throw to Gronk, who switched teams halfway through the Super Bowl that both teams have made it to. So he's gonna throw it to Gronk because Gronk is wide open in the end zone because Gronk don't lose. I think Sherlock Holmes would just see the whole picture, and I know some people are like, but he's he's not athletic. Beat up a guy twice his size in a bar fight. It's established that he's pretty well in shape. He's not the most jack person, but you don't need to it's be in shape. You just need to have solid mechanics, and I think he would be able to just be like, okay, this is the proper arc that you need to throw the football with this velocity, blah, 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 blah. I'm Robert Downey Jr. Touchdown every single time because he could just analyze the floor. And also... He would have all the time in the world to throw because he's got frickin' Andre the Giant as his offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> My team is much like the Cologne from Anchorman. 40% of the time, it works every time. And just like from Anchorman, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely could have thought this out more, but, like, it I just... <laughs> Like, the the dots were connected, I guess. Again, this is the episode right before spoopy season. We're already thinking a few weeks out. (laughs) Also, just like, so we're recording this on Monday. We probably thought of this Sunday night. I think maybe with a day or two, we probably... (laughs) I'm sure there's people in the comments just going, Why didn't you do this guy or this guy or this guy? Why didn't you do... I I don't know. You know what? You know what? Jack Black in year one. <laughs> or uh, was it Jack Black from uh, Saving Silverman? They, he's like super, super flexible. For my wide receiver, reasons. I change it. I change my pick. My two wide receivers are uh, Tenacious D, both of them. 
<laughs> my wide receivers are bo- are uh are Bill and cast for, from Brokeback Mountain. Um, that's a terrible joke. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! all right no yeah like honestly if down in the comments if you or of uh the youtube audience give a go like totally give us your your movie fantasy draft uh, uh preferably uh do my version because it's way funnier um obviously i don't take this seriously at all <laughs> josh is just chaos that's, <laughs> incarnate that's just no other way to describe it but yeah <laughs> Let us know down in the comments below. What are some obvious ones that you would pick if you were making a movie football team? Uh, and as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers before the end of the year. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.